I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. And I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life but we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no fluff, fun conversations that will give you helpful on the go finance tips. Even if it's just a peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money. One thing that I think sometimes gets overlooked when we're absorbing, let's say, content on social media, when we're trying to figure out what our family's next right step is financially, is the emotional tie that we have to money. So the feeling that there's a lot of stress and shame and almost like this deprivation when it comes to spending. Mm -hmm. And I thought it'd be an important thing to talk about if there's a way that we can help people, families hit reset Mm -hmm. and take that out of their equation. And when we take that out, that shame, that guilt, that stress out of spending, is it helps us make decisions and invest and consider investment strategies with like a clear mind. It's kind of, Mm -hmm. I I think about it like, I remember when I was on mat leave and like money was super, super tight and I, my body was changing so much and like I needed new Mm -hmm. clothes, but I also knew that I wasn't done this transition mode from big to large to probably big again, like, you know, all those things. And I felt so much guilt about spending money on myself. And I thought in the, in the moment it was like, well, I can't like, we're so already so tight for a budget. And like, can I just make this work? And now looking back, like it does, it does look like as a, if, if that was a friend, I would have told them, you know, given them some advice some words of encouragement and said like, you know what, this is a, a very short stage of life that you're in. Money comes and goes, it flows in, it comes out, it's, you know, abundance. And then there's moments of tight. So if you need the pants to fit properly, go buy the pants. Buy the pants, lady. <laughs> Go buy the pants. <laughs> I just feel like sometimes we're just so restrictive on ourselves. And if it was like a friend or loved one that was like going through the same moment, we would be like, you know what? Have have some grace with yourself. But then when we're we're trying to make those decisions and we're making things in stressful kind of mindsets, it's very, very difficult. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's if you've been listening for a while, you might know this by now that like, I I don't really like numbers. I don't even really like budgeting. (laughs) Um, I like what it gives me Mm -hmm. and it gives me a lot of power 
um, because I can make better decisions um, when I have the information, when I have the, like the bandwidth to make decisions. Um, I just feel really empowered in like through that process. Um, and one of the things that I get and one of the things that I see my clients get um, is money to spend guilt-free. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we call it your spend with joy money. And I am not too worried about what the number is as long as it's not too much. So I have a minimum of $25. I have a maximum of $500 per adult in the house as my rules of thumb, you guys have come to know that I, I like some rules because I suck at making decisions. So I need a rule to tell me what to do. Um, and so those are my, my guidelines, at least $25 an adult and no more than $500 an adult. And I'm talking about on a monthly basis. Um, and then spend that joy without any, or spend that money without any guilt. Um, it sucks to have to feel like, crap all the time every dollar that you spend but if you have not gone through the process to identify which dollars are meant for spending and which dollars are meant for a different purpose you never know what dollars you're spending yeah. you might feel like you're spending the dollars that should go to debt or that should go to an investment or that should go to your mortgage or groceries or kids sports or you know whatever it is um, if you know if you've identified dollars for spending then go and spend those dollars with a huge smile on your face. Um, and I know that sometimes like in situations we don't have enough in our budget to work with to give us the money that you know, we feel like we want or need for that joyful spending. Um, but in those, um, in those cases, even if you only had, I don't know, 50 bucks a month and you need to go and buy the pants. Um, we could probably be joyful in the process of getting some pants altered or going through a thrift store or looking for a good sale or waiting until next month where we have another $50. Now we have a hundred dollars. It feels much less like, no, 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 don't do this. This is bad and restrictive and more, oh, this is the way to get what I need. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, they might not be Lulu's, but they would fit well. Um, mm -hmm. And for me, and you know, I have this conversation with my clients quite often. If I need to wait two or three months to save up the money to buy something, that's still more joyful. I'll wear the tight pants <laughs> for the two months. That's still more joyful because I'm not saying no. Like I still have a lot of power in that. I get to buy the pants as well as take care of the other needs um, without ever saying no to anything. And I, that's not an ideal situation to have to wear tight pants for another two months. <laughs> I would really rather everyone have the money in their budget to just go and buy them. Um, I just don't want to see people prioritize their pants over something that they hold as more valuable. And I also think like, I always have this motto in my head that you are where you are and where you are is okay. Like, yeah. You know, and because there's this feeling of guilt at every moment, at every stage of your financial journey. When you're in those moments of restriction where you really do need to be mindful, where you do need to wait, you know, 
assign longer timelines to things where maybe someone else can just go ahead and buy that thing. You feel shameful, you feel guilty, but also when you're in that stage of abundance, there's that feeling of guilt there too. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, maybe, maybe this is a personality trait. Maybe people don't feel that, but I feel like when I, when we're having like really successful months or we're doing something that, you know, takes a lot of resources that maybe not everybody has, sometimes I feel embarrassed. So, and I feel embarrassed when I go to the store and my debit card doesn't work. Both of those moments, I'm feeling embarrassment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I so agree. Yeah. And I have similar strategies. Um, Like I don't call it spend with joy. I call it like a slush fund. So I say to everybody, um, it's a minimum of $50 a week you have to put into your slush fund. And as you get more and more comfortable, we have to increase that because it's like a contingency fund. But also for those of us that do have that feeling of guilt when we spend money on ourselves, it's the reassurance that slush funds are meant to go up and they're meant to go back to zero. They're meant to to accumulate and they're meant to drain. Mm -hmm. So because a lot of people are like squirrels where they want to accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. And then when something happens and they have to spend the money, even though they have the money there, there's this weird hesitation because they liked seeing the money there. Hey mama, I wanted to pop in quickly and let you know that I just released a brand new program called Budget for More. It's the complete roadmap to setting up an automated budgeting system that will leave you with more, more time, more vacations, more fun, more wine. If you would like to check out this program, go to my website, lindsayplum.com forward slash budget for more. And if you want a discount on that program, I'd love to give it to you. There's a 50% off discount for podcast listeners. Use coupon code beta 50 B E T A five zero. I would love to see you inside that new program to help you budget for more. Very common. (laughs) <laughs> very, very common. People tell me that all the time. I'm really glad I have the money in my, you know, house maintenance account, but I'm scared to spend it because then I won't have it. But you got it there once and now you need it. So you'll get it there again. You'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of the reasons, you know, in, in an example like that, I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but in an example like that, if, somebody has decided they should have $3,000 in their house maintenance account and they've hit $3,000. They've been really lucky that nothing has gone wrong in the last little while. Um, I have them continue to put more money, even though they've hit their goal. Mm -hmm. And I, I talk about it like it has an overflow valve at like, I don't know, say 3,500. And every time it gets up to 3,500, they take 500 off and they use it into a different category. Mm. And they fill it to the overflow valve of 3,500 again, and then they scrape off the top and they, they move it over. And the reason is because I never want that habit to stop like this, this feeling of the money's there and I'm scared to spend it because how do I get it back? That, that is, it happens less if we continue to overfill the account. 
we feel like, okay, we, we still have that habit of putting the money in there every single month. Um, if people stop, that money gets absorbed somewhere else in their budget. And I'd rather them take that $500 off the top and put it into one of their other, you know, future you accounts, then stop putting money into the house maintenance account and have this feeling of, you know, being worried that they're going to spend it, not, uh, not get it back. Um, but I mean, and we've just identified there, like there's another time where we feel guilt or shame around spending money. Right. So buying, doing the luxury things can, we can feel bad about sometimes having the decline at the, you know, at the debit machine can be embarrassing. And then we can also have these, you know, similar feelings, just spending the money on the things that need the money, like a repair in your house. We're such weirdos. We are such weirdos. (laughs) Yeah. What the actual. I don't understand. Like you work hard. And if you have a partner, they probably work hard and like inside and outside the house and in your different careers. And like, what do you think the money is there for? Yeah. And I feel like we had this conversation to episode 27 with Shannon Lee Simmons, where it was like, she was saying she's a financial professional. She has all these fancy designations. She's a media person. Like she talks about money for a living all the time. That's all she does. But she is also aware that the decisions aren't actually like numbers related. Like it's the people creating these, it's the people creating the goals, but also creating the sabotages as well. (laughs) that's one of the things too so in those when we're trying to help people overcome those feelings of guilt I mean we go through them too so like we've had to identify like how that works for our own finances it's always easier to boss someone else around though obviously it always is isn't that why we do what we do (laughs) but one of the things that I always recommend too is Yes, I understand. Like it could be your ego. It could be like your um, nature to want to people please. Like there's all these things that are coming in where, which are influencing the feeling of shame or, or guilt around your spending. But if you can identify when you're feeling it and these sabotages can then be predictable. So when you see them come up, then they aren't so emotionally tied, if that makes sense. Like, I just think that sometimes when an opportunity comes up to go out for, like I I work, I'm friends with a lot of business owners. So it's like, well, let's go out for lunch. Let's like chat, whatever, because we can kind of make our own schedule, which is sabotaging me not only to spend money but also to take time away from when I'm actually supposed to be working and so it's identifying those sabotages or like Facebook ads or Instagram ads or just anything that you find distracts you from your goal it's identifying it and kind of making your own fake rule around it and be like no I've already gone on lunch this week can we do next in two weeks or something yes. like you know and make your own rules and again back to shannon lee simmons like she um she talked about them uh i don't know some kind of guidelines i can't remember what her 
name for them was, but like creating your own guidelines. Um, I can't, I can't take on like the guilt of declining somebody's lunch invite um, because I don't think that I can afford it or, you know, I'm worried about disappointing them. Right. If I have a rule that I only do this once a week and they ask me to lunch, I can say, oh, no, I can't this week. I don't need to give them a reason why. But like, I, I just have that rule in my world, right? Nope, doesn't work for me. Maybe next week. Let's look at, you know, let's look at that. That's, <clears throat> excuse me, that schedule. Um, and I think it, it goes, most of our decisions are better made when we're not like in the moment. Mm-hmm. So like taking time to plan out your retirement, taking time to plan out your vacations, taking time to plan out your meal planning, taking time to, you know, plan out your, your budget. Um, you know, my clients add planning out their, their bank account architecture um, as well. Those little things will make such a big difference because we get to make the decision without it being urgent. Right. You get to have a clear head about it. Yeah, it's like trying to make a decision what to eat when your whole family is starving. Oh man, that is the worst, isn't it? <laughs> Especially for me, if mom is hungry. Ooh, you so better back you, up. Yeah, if you have those rules in place where it's like, okay, when we're all hangry, we have spaghetti. Or when oh, we're yeah. all hangry, I know you're probably going to pitch a fit, but we're just going to bring out... You know, whatever we have in the freezer, whatever, whatever that rule is. When you're hangry, eat a banana before you speak. (laughs) (laughs) That's one in my house. (laughs) Don't talk to me without a banana. Mm. (laughs) You you bugger off. (laughs) We'll find a banana. Yeah. And because we're making our decisions mostly from a place of emotion when it comes to money we just need to set some boundaries and some parameters in there so that you know when you're feeling those feelings of guilt how can we you're never gonna not you're like also appreciating you're never gonna not yeah so when you are noticing it notice it see what caused it and see if there's any way to mitigate that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's, I find that uh, for most people, um, it's usually like we're worried about getting something wrong mm-hmm. um, or looking bad. But if you have already made that decision for yourself, that goes away. Like the decision has already been made. And I'm not saying it's going to be perfect all the time, but, you know, it could be about anything. Like I've got, uh, I've got a friend with a bunch of kids um, and their rule was only one activity at a time or something like that. It's like, okay, you could all play baseball, um, but we're not adding in soccer as well. We only do one thing at a time. This season is baseball. Maybe next season is is something else. Um, And in kids activities and things are crazy busy all the time, just setting that boundary making that decision ahead of time communicating it with those in your family um, that are going to be affected by the decision everybody knows oh we don't do that you know for my kids like oh we don't go to the concession at the ballpark on weekdays I'm there every day 
I can't stand saying no all the time. And I can't handle the guilt of overspending. So, well, we just don't do that on weekdays. Too bad for you. Bugger off, get a banana. <laughs> <laughs> That's my answer to everything. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, in terms of sort of like tips and strategies to mitigate that is to like slow down before you speed up, mm-hmm. like make some decisions um, on each of those areas, set some boundaries and, and some rules. Um, but often it's a, you know, slow down before you speed up. Yeah. And steal other people's rules until that you figure that they don't work for you. Absolutely. Like don't never reinvent the wheel. Like ne- uh-huh. don't ever do that. <laughs> steal Lindsay's banana theory, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Somebody, it's the, it's, you know, I've mentioned in, in previous episodes, like trying on a friend's jacket to see if it fits. If it fits, like run the other direction before they can take it off you. <laughs> now it's yours. <laughs> you got a party to go to and that jacket is just perfect. So <laughs> hightail it out, out of there. Take their, take their jacket, take their rules, take their, uh, you know, whatever strategies yeah. work for them that you think will work for you as well. Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go talk to someone about your money. Either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group, Black is the New Red. So join us over there. Head over to Facebook, type in Black is the New Red. You'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better, asking the right questions, supporting one another. We look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines. Cheers.